Hey guys, welcome back to Real Estate Happens. Uh, your host, Kenny Letting with the way real estate and real estate happens. As we all know, shit happens in real estate, and that's what we're here to talk about. It is uh, my pleasure today to have with us none other than Dwayne Jenkins with Credit Quan Doe. Dwayne, I'm so happy to have you here. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and we just, just you know, the timing has never been, you know, exactly right. Uh, but, you know, we, we got it on the schedule, and we got you in here, and I'm really, really glad. Um, give us just real quick, before we uh, kind of get into, you know, anything else that we're going to talk about, wherever this conversation leads us, um, just tell us a little bit about you, how you got into this industry, what's going on, where you want to be, and just just have at it. So I got into this industry um, needing the cure and not knowing where to get it from. Um, I had very bad credit. Um, I've never had a drug issue. I don't have a bunch of kids or the most common uh, factors that that give people uh, financial troubles. I've never been married, so I've never been divorced. I mean, I was just irresponsible. You know, I thought my <laughs> Visa credit card was a gift card. I mean, hell, they both say Visa, right? So, I mean, I wish I was a crackhead or I did heroin so I could at least blame my problems on that. I was just bottom line stupid. And to just illustrate it even further, what I did for a living to have bad credit, I was a debt collector for one of the largest third party countries in America third-party companies in America. So that means that my job was to call people on the phone, let them know how sad and trifling they were for not paying their bills on time. And in reality, most of the people I talked to had a higher credit score than I did. So I was the hypocrite of all hypocrites. If you looked hypocrite up in, in Webster's, you would see my smiling face. Um, so, uh, you know, my, you, you, my FICO score might've been 600 if I added all three of them together. Um, you know, you, you couldn't tell the difference between a fecal sample and my FICO score. Um, and what had happened, um, my car caught on fire. You know, I knew that I was going to have car problems because the only thing that worked on this car was the check engine light. And when I went to the dealership to get it, the, the salesperson ran my credit and then it came back and said, you couldn't finance a Snicks, a, a Twickers if you had a, a Snickers as collateral. And I was like, wow. So um, I kept driving this car and then eventually it caught on fire. Now, thank God, um, you know, I, it happened in my parents' driveway because that's where I was living with my bad credit. Um, but from there, I started working on my own credit. Long story short, six months, I raised my credit score 240 points. And I said, man, this is something that I could probably do for other people and feel like I'm making a positive difference in their life. And, you know, for 10 years later, here we are now um, helping people get homes or whatever um, that credit is the obstacle for. You know, it's uh, I heard you say something there that I find, you know, very interesting. And I was asking you a question about it. Do you think making all those phone calls and hearing all of those sob stories of why they couldn't pay their bills or why they're not paying their bills. Do you think that had an effect on you and the empathy that you had for these people in the situation there that maybe led you to where you're at now? I would, that's a great question. I've, I've actually never been asked that before. Um, I would think it had a surprising effect of becoming numb to it. 
And, you know, they say they could you could judge a person's success by the people that they're closest to. So, you know, having bad credit and hearing people who are in the same situation made me feel like I wasn't alone or hearing people that had a slightly worse situation made me feel better about my toxic situation. You know, what I always say is, you know, a D is better than an F, but you still ain't going to college. So just because I heard somebody in a slightly different, uh, worse situation than mine, it, it, it really made me more uh, lackadaisical about fixing mine. And it just took away the uh, sense of urgency, if anything. So that's the effect that I had. So instead of what I was saying, it, it kind of had the opposite effect on you. It's like, oh, everybody else is here. So I'm in good company. Exactly. Crabs yeah, in a yeah, bucket. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's a very, that's a very interesting uh, thing. What is the worst scenario that you've seen? that you've been able to help someone with. And I would imagine, look, we all make stupid things. And I can tell you a whole history about my stupid mistakes, you know, uh, that I've made <clears throat> and I had a ton of credit card debt at one point. So we all make these things. It's, it's, uh, how we, we, we get past those. I think a lot of it has to do with, is the person willing to make a change, right? Uh, do things differently than what it is that got them there. So what's, what's the worst you've seen that you've had to deal with that you've been able to help I think I'll share my favorite success story. So um, during COVID, you know, the, the real estate market got really weird, right? Where it just got time out. Old fashioned. Yes. How is it? It's perfect. Well, no, we got to have a, we got to have a scale of one to 10, you know, 5.6, 7.2, somewhere along in there. Yeah. I, you've seen um, uh, one bite. Yes. Pizza guy, right? Yes. Same way on the old fashions. I got to have it. Be, be honest, brutally honest. Nine. Oh, well, look, I, that, thank you. That, that's a hell of a good score. I'm going to give today's, because they're always a little different, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with like a 7.3. So I'm not even getting your best work. No, not yet. <laughs> All right. I, there's something a little off about today. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It might be, I usually use a rye bourbon. I've used it a weeded bourbon today, like Weller's original weeded bourbon, which is good. Sure. It's just a little different. So maybe it's not quite what I'm used to, but not bad. I, I'm enjoying it. I All mean, right, well, I, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to that success story. I'm going to sit over here and drink and listen. <laughs> so um, what happened uh, with the real estate market in 2020 um, is that it, it flipped upside down, and it seemed like it was very profitable to sell your your house. So I had a woman come to me who had very bad credit and her dilemma was here's a, let me paint the picture. It's a single mom. She's working multiple jobs. She's got five children, five. She literally has a basketball team, the starting lineup. She's got five kids. Okay. And in that scenario, you're not going to find an apartment that's going to accommodate all those people comfortably. So she was obviously living in a house when COVID came in, people wanted to sell their properties. Um, she kept having houses sell up, up underneath her. So eventually it got to the point where she found herself in a hotel um, and her credit was bad. On top of that, she'd had a, horrible experience with uh, another company. So it took a little convincing for her to use us, but she was referred to us and she did everything we asked her to do. And in less than nine months, we, she became a homeowner closed on a house. So that means that not only she went through our process, but she was able to find a property in a span of nine months. She's a homeowner of a townhouse in Hampton. 
Um, and that's a story that we're proud of now. I mean, come on, what all your excuses are eliminated with this story, single mom, no child support, working multiple jobs. I mean, we've got kids from age six to age 17, different schedules, managing that all in a tight hotel room. Okay. And even she said that during the process, there were things that she liked to do. She loved shoes and she had to cut out some discretionary spending to be able to make this happen. So that hits all the nails on the head. And that's the story we're most proud of because if a single mom with five children um, can, can go through the process and, and make it work, we feel like that's the example that anybody can follow and go through the process and make it work. You know, there are a couple of things that you said in there that I, that I like, and it, there's this old saying, right? If if it's a priority, you'll find a way. Absolutely. If it's not a priority, you'll find an excuse. But there's a caveat to that, right? Because when we say that, we automatically assume that if you make it a priority, then you automatically have the knowledge, the skills, the training, the access the the uh, opportunity to fix what you're trying to fix. And that's not always the case, right? You can have somebody that is absolutely makes something a priority, but they don't know where to turn. They don't have the skill set. They don't have that. So I think when you talk about somebody like this lady, right, she made fixing her credit a priority. And you know, thank God she had somebody like you and in, in, that come into her life that was able to show her the skill set the plan and the way to do it. But it's still at the end of the day, it's up to that individual to follow through. And you said it in your thing, everything you asked her to do, she did. And I mean, I got, I mean, Lord have mercy. How can you ask for anything more? Now it puts a lot of pressure on you, right? Cause you tell somebody, right? Hey, if you do this, 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 and this, the result will be this. Well, you better be right. Right. You better be right. You know, um, so we, we find that sometimes people want things and they want a certain result, but they're not willing to necessarily make the hard choices and the sacrifices to get those results. And that's, I think, where you come in with your coaching and things of that nature. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It, it does make sense. And I mean, you know, you have to make it a priority, but then you also have to have the uh, persistence behind it. You know, um, they say the the reason that the Native American uh, rain dance works so well is because they don't start dancing until it starts raining, you know. So and and you, you've, you've got to surround yourself with with positive people. And that's why, you know, our team makes the effort to get to a closing when our, our customers, uh, you know, do everything we ask and they get that house and they are closing on it and becoming a homeowner um, because that shows that it's real. You know, our biggest uh, obstacle is not really anything on a credit report. It is the misinformation that's on social media, you know, about credit. You know, um, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I'm sure you're familiar with The Walking Dead, right? Oh, absolutely. Love yeah. the show. Yep. So we, we I, I had posed the question. I was like, what if the title The Walking Dead didn't refer to the zombies and it referred to the people, you know, and I feel like a lot of folks out here are literally The Walking Dead. And then they're they're surrounded by people that that validate mediocrity, you know. So, um, you know, once somebody understands how important credit is, then they will understand that. 
their credit is their absolute reputation. And then we'll stop putting our money into Michael Jordan's name and Ralph Lauren's name and other grown men's name on our backs. I mean, if we'd invest the money in our own reputation, like we do in Tom Brady or LeBron James reputation. And I love those people. But at the end of the day, when you go to a bank, you can't write LeBron James name down on an application, you know? Um, So we go to closings, we put out the education to show people that this actually works. And by the way, I only share the success stories that we have testimonials from that, that customer with five kids, we've got that on video testimony. So you don't have to take my word for it. You can see the story, you know? So I love that. And, and I, and I think that's always important. Social proof of, of what happens and what, what what's going on. We talk about, and you mentioned in that conversation about about social media and you know just kind of getting validation on things and and I'm going to kind of we're going to diverge here and just talk about the social media and what I consider the problem with social media and the algorithms that all of the social media outlets use and I think it's it's a, it's been this huge detriment to our society because it puts everybody in an echo chamber and not only does it put them in an echo chamber, but then it starts to validate all of the false conceptions that they have. And and here's what I mean by that. If you go on to social media and you start looking at, um, just pick a topic. It doesn't matter what the topic is, but you, 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 you start looking at that. It's going to that algorithm because everything is about viewable seconds on the screen, right? So that the, the algorithm is doing everything it can to keep you looking at that screen. And it doesn't really give a shit what you're looking at. It doesn't care. It just wants to keep you on that screen. So TikTok is a prime example of that. If you're looking at, um, um, you know, uh, things about, um, let's say, uh, uh, liberal issues, it will continue to feed you liberal issues and never give you an opposing view. It will only give you the view that you looked at the most. So once it does that, then you start to get these, okay, so I think this is right. And then after about three hours of it convincing me and showing me nothing but that, now I don't think it's right. I'm convinced it's right. And it's taken away that ability for that independent research and that opposing views, which I think is so important in our society to be able to have and the same thing, like you just said, with the credit. When someone is is getting validated that the credit is this or the credit is that, and it just keeps repeating it to them, then that's a problem. And that is something that we've got to address as a society. And social media is killing us when it comes to that. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's customizable distractions, you know. Um, and I've and, never heard that term, but I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, customizable distractions. I mean, shit, if you put a, a cheeseburger in front of me, I mean, I'm good. But somebody who struggles with weight and obesity, that might be their distraction. You know, I mean, if you put a crack pipe in front of me, I'll be like, wow, that it looks different than it does on TV because I've never seen one. But I'm not going to, like, sit there and smoke crack, you know. Um, so it's it's a customizable distraction for you. I mean, just, you know, I'm probably the biggest Michael Jordan fan out here. So, I mean, them damn Bulls highlights from the 90s will pop up on my <laughs> feed. And the next thing you know, I'm watching. I mean, I already know what's going to happen. And I'm sitting there watching. Th- I know he's going to hit this shot. I know how this place going to work out. And I just sit there and watch it anyway. So we really have to be mindful. Um, I have a phrase that I, I talk about and I call it um, 
flies on your face. So, you know, when I was a kid, the uh, biggest visual that I remember wasn't the Smurfs. It wasn't the Flintstones. You know, I guess I'm kind of aging myself talking about the Smurfs, but it was. No, you're aging yourself talking about the Flintstones. (laughs) Right. It was it was the reruns when I checked them out. Okay, Dwayne. Sure. Sure it was. So, so, but the biggest visual from my childhood, um, other than the United Negro College Fund commercial, it was, <laughs> you know, I mean, you remember when it was like, hey, I'm going to go home and make a sandwich. You know, I mean, that commercial stands out to me being African-American, but um, it was the Sally Struthers commercials where they would just show these kids in third world countries and they would just have these flies crawling all over him and it was so foreign to me because hell if you're like me if a a fly could be in the general vicinity of me minding its own business i'm going to climb on top of furniture i'm going to grab something i'm probably destroying my place trying to kill this fly that's i cannot stand the fly being anywhere near me and here are these kids with flies crawling all over them and i'm just like they have been so beat down and they've gotten so acclimated to their situation that they don't even raise their hand to squat at the fly so we have situations in our lives where we have become so used to being down we could become so used to this adversity that it's not even an adverse anymore it's normal so i ask what are the flies in your life what are the the situations that are right there on your nose that you're so beat down by that you can't even find the energy to f- raise your hand and swat at them, right? So, you know, sometimes credit could be one of the flies on your face, but really it's probably an emotional issue that led to the credit. Every charge off, every collection, it's a, it's a husband, it's a job loss, it's a sickness, an illness, a death in a family that's distracted us from the path. So I would just ask people to increase their sensitivity to things that they might have perceived as normal because they're surrounded by people that won't lead them to, to the success they deserve. Well, <clears throat> we tend to, as humans, shy away from pain, mm-hmm. right? We, we want to ignore it. We want to get rid of it. We want to run away from it. Um, you know, there's this phenomenon uh, sometimes when people have surgery uh, and they have surgery on their hand or something like that, they'll get a, a neglect where they don't even recognize that the hand, especially when they're drugged up. Right. So <clears throat> so it's the same thing of what you're saying. And I, and I love that analogy with the flies. You're you're so desensitized to this irritating, uh, unhealthy thing that it's just it was, now it becomes normal. Right. You just it's just normal. OK, well, yeah, there's flies on my face. It's a problem. I don't understand. It's the issue. So so I, I get it. And that's a, that's a great way of putting it in, being able to shake people out of that reality and get in touch with them. And, and I can tell, look, Dwayne, I, I've known you for two or three months now and really glad to get to know you better. Uh, I, I, I see you at Gathering for Greatness, which I got to tell you, I want to talk about that for a second. Gathering for Greatness is a bunch of like minded business people that have gotten together to do something good within the community on a monthly basis. And, you know, it's bringing a lot of people together. And and I just want to tell you, hey, man, good on you. I'm, I'm so great that you guys are doing that. And you guys just did a, an event at New Realm for the Samaritan House, and that's what a great cause. And just, man, thank you so much for being such a positive impact on the community and doing those things. Well, I appreciate you um, coming out to support that. I mean, you're a regular face at our events, and I mean, you're a person of influence in this industry. There's always alcohol, Dwayne. I mean, you're going to get me there if you use alcohol. I'm just, it's going to happen. Fair enough. I mean, we, we we have your, you know, we have our things that people like to get them there, and we know alcohol. Let me thing. let me tell everybody how thoughtful Dwayne is. Right. So we're at this. We're at uh, New Realm uh, Brewery, and 
he comes over and I'm like, hey, man, we've got to get this podcast thing going. I talked about the beginning of the show. We just haven't done it. We've got to get this podcast thing going. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, get your calendar out. Look, let's get it on the calendar. So we get it on the calendar. And I said to him, I'm like, look, you know, we'll do this during this time, during the day. I said, but I don't do a podcast without drinking old fashions. I just, it's just, I don't care if it's in the middle of the day. I don't care if we do it at nine o'clock in the morning. We're having a drink and it's going to be great. He goes, yeah, that's cool, man. No problem. I'm down. I'm like, cool. Turn around. Dwayne goes, no way. I go my other way. 15 minutes later, here he comes from the bar. <laughs> Here he comes from the bar, right? He's carrying a beer for him and bringing me an old fashioned. I was, you know, that really, I was really appreciative of that. So, man, I, that was, that was, that was a, that was a good move right there. So it was, uh, it was all right. Well, yeah. Hey, just showing the love, showing that we appreciate you, showing that we appreciate your support for sure. We need to get back down to the, uh, what was it? That winery that you did that at? Mermaid winery. Is that mermaid? I believe it was mermaid. Oh, no, yeah. water. Was it water? Oh yes. Water's edge. Water's edge. Yeah. They had a couple. Now, look, I'm, anybody knows me knows I'm a damn wino. I mean, if it ain't old fashioned, I'm drinking wine. And we have a rule at my house. Cork comes out of a bottle. The cork goes in the trash because it ain't going back in the bottle. Wow. Right? So a uh, couple bottles of wine there. Water's Edge was really good. So anybody listening, if you get a chance down Norway, it's where the old taste used to be. Yeah. Taste headquarters used to be yes. uh, right there. So that was a really good place. Anything you'd like to say about Gathering for Granders? When's the, when's the next event? Um, next event is actually going to be a uh, Tuesday um, at noon in Chesapeake. We'll be getting together for a uh, luncheon network and uh, it's going to be at cork and bull. Just had dinner there the other night. Hmm. I've, I've not been there. So I'm excited about this one. All right. So have you ever eaten at heirloom in Virginia beach? Yes. Awesome. Right. Luce's Chesapeake. Haven't yet. Oh man. Okay. That place is incredible. Cork and Bull's good, mm-hmm. but it's just not in the category of those two restaurants. Okay. Does that make sense? Fair. Uh, nice environment, nice place. I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely be there on Tuesday. Okay. Because they do serve a pretty good old-fashioned. I had one there. there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's the one place that carries Robert Bialy Black Chicken which is a wine that's a it's a red zen uh, old vine red zen that I drink a lot. I've okay. had a hard time to find. So nice. What's so another good one, uh, Dwayne? Before we close up here for the day, is there anything else you'd like to uh, say about uh, uh, Credit Quando? Because I think I think it's a great organization. I think you're doing a great service for people. I think it's really important that people pay attention to that. And I think the takeaway for me here is that it's really really important to get people to quit being. Uh, desensitize to their bad credit situation, pay attention to it, confront it and fix it and move and be able to move forward with, you know, look, not just buying a house, but man, everything in this country is set up on a two week pay period and credit. Right. And you know, that's, that's a horrible thing, but it's just the way everything is set up. The way businessmen have seemed to take advantage of and, and make the most money they can. Uh, they set up uh, interest payments and they, all this kinds of stuff, but uh, you know, people, somebody ignoring their credit, we, we, we need to get a hold of them and you try to help them fix that so that they're not ignoring it and do something positive about it. Here, here, here's what I'd say um, outside of maybe physical and mental health, because if, you know, I'm in the hospital bed, I'm not really worried about my FICO score, but outside of your health credit, uh, in my opinion, is the most important thing in life. Um, and if someone were to disagree with me, you know, they'll typically say, hey, you know, my my parents are more important in credit or my children are more important in credit. And I'll say, OK, well, go to the bank and I want you to put down good mom as collateral 
or or good good child as collateral. And I want to see how far that application gets in the underwriting process. Um, chances are, if there's something that's more important to you than credit, you probably need credit to assist that someone or something, right? And uh, the other point that I want to make is that there's no shame in needing help for any area that you need help in, um, particularly credit. I, I, it comes with, uh, you know, sometimes people are embarrassed that, you know, they had a, a financial difficulty. Um, I would say that if there's any shame in this, it, the shame should come in not seeking out the help that you know you need. You know, because your son, your child, the people that are dependent on you, they share your FICO score with you. If you got a 14 year old kid living at home with his goals or her goals, ambitions and dreams, they're using your FICO score to to ignite those hopes and dreams. So, you know, the decisions that you make, whether they're good or bad, the consequences are going to be suffered by everybody that depends on you. So just keep that in mind that, you know, you as a household leader, you know, um, the, the issue is bigger than you. So then it circles back to, okay, you're going to get the help come to somebody who actually cares about you that has a track record that, that wants to put your score or your situation before whatever benefits them. And that's us credit Quando. No, I think that's great. Dwayne, tell people how they can get a hold of you where they can go to seek you out and how they can, the quickest way to get in touch with you. Certainly you could call our team at seven, five, seven, five, six, eight, 8100. You could email us at T E A M at C K D U S.com. Again, that's T E A M at ckdus.com or you can follow me on instagram at financial chocolate of uh, the big black credit snack or credit quando <laughs> real instagram handles check me out i love it Dwayne. thank you so much for being here uh guys we'll be back again next week we're gonna have some more great guests on here Dwayne, it's been great having you on here today thank you guys uh get out there sell some houses if you've got any questions got any concerns give us a call you know where to reach us cool